Catholic commentary. Spiritual warfare. Stay ready so you don't have to get ready. Jesus 911. Soul Patrol, Jesus 911, two man car, Jess Romero, and my buddy Ed Steele, a fellow Catholic hey. Christian warrior here from the Diocese of Phoenix, Arizona. Ed, how are you, my friend? I'm doing well, Jesse. How are you? I'm too blessed to be stressed, too anointed yeah. to be disappointed, and if hope was money, I'd be a millionaire. Ed, let's talk about what's happening here in the great state of Arizona. Uh, my brother Ed here is a Catholic. Uh, not only is he a faithful Catholic, but he's also active. He rolls up his sleeves and he gets busy. So tell us, Ed, here in Arizona, I guess the the Democratic Party in Arizona, they're proposing something to the Constitution. They're proposing to enshrine abortion in the Arizona State Constitution. Is that correct? That is correct, Jesse. Um, you know, we, we breathe a sigh of relief when the Supreme Court overturned Roe v. Wade, but little did we know we were just kicking the hornet's nest. Hmm. And these, hmm. these abortion uh, zealots, I'll call them, yeah. are, are just determined to put abortion in every state. So we, we all know what just happened in Ohio. A normally conservative state voted to enshrine abortion in their state constitution. And right now here in Arizona, we have the same issue going on. There's a group um, called um, Abortion for uh, Arizona for Abortion Access. Hmm. They filed a petition with the Secretary of State to enshrine what is essentially unrestricted abortion up to the moment of birth in our state constitution. Now, what that means is we're going to be legislatively prohibited from making any changes to this. Wow. Instead, of, instead of this abortion industry going through the legislative process and having our legislators, our elected officials, tell, decide what's right for Arizona, they're going straight to a constitutional amendment. Um, it, it's a horrible thing. And of um, course, I, I, and of course, Katie Hobbs is the, we, the governor is uh, is, is uh, on, on their side, so to speak. She's a woke leftist. So, uh, I mean, she's probably 100 percent for this. So this is this is basically nullifying the will of the people. What You know, you take it out of the hands of the legislator. And you just uh, allow the those that are in charge, and right now the woke left is in charge here in Arizona. They're go, they're going to decide what's better for Arizona instead of leaving it to the will of the people, right? That's right. So uh, they're going to say, well, it leaves it to the will of the people. But when you do a constitutional amendment, all bets are off for the legislative to change anything going forward. So as as our population changes, or as as we. Um, want to change what our views are on abortion, we'll, we'll not be able to do that. So I, I wanted to kind of describe the process that yeah, do they're it. going through right now. Please. Um, so right now they're in the process of collecting signatures. They have to collect a total of 383,923 valid voter signatures in order to get this amendment proposal on the ballot for next November. 
Um, now that that probably that sounds like a monumental task to get 383,000 plus signatures, and to make sure they have valid signatures, they're probably going to shoot for somewhere in the neighborhood of 600,000 signatures. And this, these have to be live signatures on a piece of paper. Um, and again, that sounds like a monumental task, but I will tell you, they are well organized and well funded. Hmm. Um, as of right now, they have 676 paid signature collectors across the state. Wow. Wow. Where's that money coming in from? From what leftist organization have you guys tracked? Uh, yeah, uh, there, there are three groups. Uh, I don't recall the, the names of them off top. One of them is Rising, Raising Arizona Healthcare. Um, I was stand, paid, paid uh, collectors. We don't know how many volunteers there are, but, the, but they have, rest assured, they have an army out doing this. Um, so I was standing next to uh, a volunteer collecting signatures who worked for one of these groups. And she confessed that they have already put in a total of $5 million for this effort. $5 million. So uh, what do we have to do here in Arizona as conservatives, patriots, and people of faith so that this does not get enshrined into the Constitution? I mean, uh, obviously, if it, if, if it makes it, uh, if, if it makes it into the, into the Constitution, how is that process and how can we stop it? What are some of the things that we can do and I'm sure this is an ecumenical effort. I mean, this affects Protestants and people of goodwill as well, not just Catholics. Right, so, absolutely. Uh, yeah. Well, let, let me let me talk for a minute about the language. Okay. Um, this because this is really important. Um, they they make two distinctions in this bill on abortion. The first one is it, and I'm going to read it directly. Um, okay. This is their filing with the Secretary okay. of State. It's a three-page filing. It's very simple. Um, Number one, every individual has a fundamental right to abortion, Jesse. So they're so woke in this filing, they won't even say the word woman. It's individual. Unbelievable. So you as an individual, Jesse, have a right to an abortion if they get their way. So it says, uh, so, <laughs> right. So two things. Um, the state shall not enact, adopt, or enforce any law, regulation, policy, or practice that restricts or interferes with that right to abortion before fetal viability, and unless justified by a compelling state interest that is achieved by the least restrictive means. And then the second one, which is absolutely the most troubling one, um, the state, again, shall not uh, enact, adopt, enforce any law, regulation, policy, or practice and again, that's our legislative process. They're, they're denying our legislative process on this issue going forward um, uh, that interferes with an abortion after fetal viability. That's code for up to birth, all nine months of the pregnancy. Hmm. Unless, unless uh, in the good faith uh, judgment of a treating healthcare professional which they don't describe or define what a treating healthcare professional is. Um, it is necessary to protect the life or physical or mental health of the pregnant individual. So, you know, if, if a woman says, Oh, I'm, I'm just too stressed out and I don't think I can handle this mentally. I mean, we, we've seen 
how the mental health industry has been perverted oh, yeah. lately, especially, you know, if you look at what's going on with the uh, transgender stuff, um, they're having children have uh, sex change surgery after one or two visits with a psychiatrist. It's it's an abomination of it's been of the politicized and it, yeah the, the the yeah mental health has been politicized it's been weaponized against people of faith no doubt uh well Ed, let me ask you yeah. what are some of the things that we can do some of the action items that we can do is is there a website or is there an email people want to get involved they want to roll up their sleeves and they want to say i've got some time i can do something what are some of the things that we can do as uh, conservatives, patriots, and people of faith, to stop this from becoming part of the uh, Arizona State Constitution? Yeah. Uh, the first thing we're asking everybody to do, and this is so simple, Jesse, um, our, our little group has adopted the memorari as our guiding prayer. So uh, we're asking all faithful Daily Catholics memorari. Daily memorari. That, that when you pray, when you pray the memorari, uh, ask our Blessed Mother's intention or intercession for this uh, for this effort that we're undergoing right now. Um, the second thing, the second thing, when you're out and about your daily, you know, where you're going to the grocery store or somewhere, uh, public library, because again, that's where they're going to be at. They're going to be in the public spaces out collecting signatures. If you see them, um, in a public space, you can just stand next to them and make sure that Everyone coming up who potentially will sign understands that it is abortion up to birth through all nine months. That's all you have to say. Um, our, we're not trying to argue with people. We're not trying to be confrontational with people. We just want to make sure that whoever comes up to sign fully understands what it is they're signing. Um, because these signature collectors, they're, they're dishonest. I mean, I, I ran into one the other day and he didn't, I got called out by a friend and he says, Hey, they're outside my office collecting signatures. So I got in the car, I drove over there. I put, we have a sign. I'll show you in a second. We, I walked up, he said, Hey, how would you like to sign a petition to protect women's health care?" And I said, you mean abortion, like abortion up to birth? Oh no, that's not what this is. And I pulled the sign out. And he rolls his eyes. Oh, great. You're one of those guys. I guess you're going to harass me. I said, sir, I said, I'm going to stand next to you and make sure people understand the truth. That's all I'm going to do. And uh, so he got on the phone and called his handler. Uh, there's a company out there called Fieldworks that uh, is the signature collection company. He called his handler and said, and they gave us a, they gave us a label. We're the God squad. Which I'll I'll gladly accept yeah, that label, right? Absolutely. So, yeah. So, so again, just if you if people can just stand next to the person, and for you know you don't have to be there all day, but but typically they they're going to be there two three hours if they're out in front of a library or a farmers market. Um, Ed, let me keep just, you on. I got I got some more questions to ask you. Let me keep you on for another five minutes. We're going to go to a quick station yeah. break. I know you got, you uh, got it. yeah you got somewhere to go, but. I want to keep you on for another four or five minutes. We'll be right back. Jesus 911, stick around. Now, back to Jesus 911. If this call is not an emergency, 
Dial 888-526-2151. Jesus 911, Jess Romero, Ed Steele. We're talking here about the the pending uh, enshrinement of abortion into the Arizona State Constitution. The left is, uh, they have an army out here. They're well-funded. They're collecting signatures. And uh, if they get to that certain mark, <clears throat> it's going to be on the state ballot to vote, right, Ed? That's, they're trying to get it on the state ballot for, for a vote, correct? That's correct, Jesse. And, and we're, what trying we've to, seen in, we're trying to stop yeah. them from even getting to the state right. ballot, correct? We want to stop them from even that's, getting there, right? Yeah, yeah. That's our, that's our mission right now. And yeah. um, we, have to, we have to be in front of those signature collectors. We have to be uh, letting the people know exactly what they're signing because abortion up to birth is not a popular message. I mean, 70% of people <laughs> say they want, and it's only 70, it's sad, but... Uh, 70% of the people say that they think there should be some limitations to abortion. And that's why our, our message is simple. You, you either support abortion up to the moment of birth or you don't. That's, that's the inflection point that the other side has already drawn. We don't have to debate where along the pregnancy um, is it permissible to abort a baby. They've, they've taken the stance that it's up to birth. And we need to push that message. We need to make them own that message because yeah. it's unpopular. And, and so that's, and I, that's what we're after. I like what you but, said. You said, look at every one of us is going out to the store, to the market, to the library. Spend a little while, maybe an hour or two when you go somewhere. And if you see one of these characters, stand next to them. And just as they're gathering signatures, all you got to say is something as simple and as innocuous as that. Uh, if you sign that, you're supporting abortion up to birth. They're going to look right. If you sign that, sir, ma'am, you're supporting abortion up to birth. Well, I don't, I don't believe in that. Well, that's yeah. what you're oh, going here's, to sign. Here's our sign that we're, here's our sign that we're putting up. Ah, uh, oh, see if you can see it. Yeah. Signing supports abortion up to birth. Please decline to sign. You know, we need a thousand of those signs so we can put them all over. Yeah. The, <laughs> all yeah, over the so we put, Valley. We, we put the actual language of the uh, initiative on the back so that people can see it for themselves. And uh, by the way, the signature collectors are required by law to have a copy of that available for anybody who wants to read it. Um, so, you know, if you, if you run into somebody who's at outside like a Fry's or Albertson's or whatever, uh, you don't have to engage them first. I would go in, talk to the store manager and say, look, I shop here all the time. I don't want to see that when I come to your store. And uh, most of the time, they will actually run them off. They, they don't want them on their property either. We've had a lot of success doing that. Just either call the store or go see the store manager. You can get them uh, tossed off their property. Now, if they're on the public space like the library or uh, a city event downtown or a park, there's not much you can do there. Um, the other thing we're asking is uh, everybody should notify their church leaders to, to speak about this issue yes. directly from the pulpit. Yes. Um, I, I know Jesse for a fact, they've been collecting signatures <laughs> since uh, way back when, since September. I know for a fact, every day there are unsuspecting Catholics walking up and being seduced and lied to and convinced why they need to sign this thing. And, and people need to hear this from the pulpit. Um, the other way is you can connect with uh, our group, 
through social media. Um, we're at uh, at Decline Abortion on uh, Twitter. Um, at Decline Abortion. At, at Decline, Decline Abortion. abortion. Yep. Uh, okay. Instagram Decline Abortion. You can get to us there. Um, if you want to con- connect directly with the group, we have an email account. You can you can email us. It's azdecline2sign at gmail.com. I'm writing all this down so I can uh, repeat it throughout the week. And maybe maybe you could just send it send it to me in an email or a text so I can repeat this you throughout the week. You yeah. got it. Yeah, yeah. Well, like I said, they have an army out there, Jesse. We need an army to uh, push back. Um, again, we're not we're not confrontational, not argumentative. We just want to make sure people understand exactly what they're signing. And I would be happy if just every Catholic would make sure that maybe they get one of those signs. Where can they order those signs that you have and uh, and take it to their parish and have the pastor on a Sunday for several Sundays have that have that billboard right there in front of the ambo. The pastor could hold it up and as part of his homily uh, several times, uh, you know, for the t- till the end of the month, they can hold that sign up and just give a two minute commercial. If everybody can get that to happen, we would we would inoculate thousands and thousands of Catholic Phoenix diocese. Where can people get order that sign? Yeah, Jesse, if they just email us through that email account, we'll make sure they get uh, a sign. Again, um, we're we're asking people to join our group. We actually do a uh, Zoom link meeting every Sunday night for training so that we we make sure that everybody's on the same page. Um, We don't want cowboys out there, you know, Right. Wreaking havoc and, and uh, doing things uh, in our name. Uh, we're, we're, we're compassionate, charitable Catholics out there trying to lovingly inform the public. Okay, give us the social media accounts, how they get a hold of how they get a hold of the group, and then the email account. Give it to me again okay. slowly. Um, at decline abortion is the Twitter handle. At decline and, abortion. At decline yeah, abortion. And, right. And they can email us at AZ decline to sign at gmail.com say it again az decline to sign at gmail.com one more time one more time yep az decline to sign at gmail.com and you guys have training on sunday nights correct for uh we yeah we do we do video uh zoom call training every sunday night 8 p.m um we, we want to get everybody on the same page. Um, this, this is such an important effort. We want to make sure that we're all sending out a consistent message when we're out there in public. And it looks, it seems to me like if this is uh, your group are, are, are very serious and committed Catholic Christians, are you guys bringing in Protestants or do the Protestants have something else going on their own? Um, there's some other groups that have other things going on, but but they are also uh, utilizing this decline to sign strategy. Okay. Um, uh, because again, it we we've seen this strategy work in other areas, and uh, you know, again, when you find something that works, let's continue with it. Um, you know, they, they tried a lot of strategies in Ohio and they failed. Hmm. And uh, we don't want to repeat those mistakes. We want to learn from it. And and again, our our big message is you either support abortion up to the moment of birth or you don't. This is a binary choice, Jesse. Yeah, you know, our, 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 our abortion debate we've had for 50 years, 
is completely different than the one we have right now. That, abor that old abortion debate, we talked about, we, we're always looking for the inflection point. Where along the, the pregnancy is it permissible? Right. Well, this group has taken that debate out of the, out of the conversation. They want it up to birth. And we have to, again, make sure that the public understands this is either you support abortion up to birth or you don't. They've actually made it easier for our side. They've, they've made it easier for our side. And, and if you have a minute, um, yeah. you know, we're, we're also uh, waiting for the Arizona Supreme Court to rule on which uh, abortion law is effect, in effect in Arizona based on Roe v. Wade being overturned. Um, there's currently, uh, Arizona has an abortion limit up to 15 weeks. Uh, there's a court case that's, that was heard before the Supreme Court to bring it back to the pre-statehood law, which says no abortion at all. Wow. And the, wow. the irony of that is if it goes back to the old uh, law, uh, the abortion activists are going to be just losing their minds over that and saying, see, they want to take all your rights away. So Would that affect that's, that's going to be a challenge for us, and we need to have that on our radar. Okay. Uh, thanks a lot for, uh, for, for notifying the audience about that. Uh, Ed, you got about two more minutes left. Uh, you know, go ahead and make a strong appeal for people to become involved. You got about two minutes. Go ahead. You're on. Okay. Um, I just want to make sure everybody understands how critical this is. And like I was just saying a moment ago, this is not the same old abortion debate that we've had for 50 years. Uh, we can't, we can't be drugged back into that old abortion debate either. If, if we get drugged back into, oh, well, when is it permissible and what month uh, during the pregnancy is it okay to take the life of the baby? If we get drugged back into that debate, we lose. Mm -hmm. We must maintain a consistent message of this is abortion up to birth. We need to pin it on these guys. We need to shellac them with it. We need to make sure that they own that message over and over and over. Because again, that's an unpopular message. We need to make sure that everybody yeah. uh, in, in the public understands what we're looking at. It's abortion up to birth. It's an it's a amendment to the Constitution, which will never be uh, legislatively corrected. Um, in addition to that, if this passes, all of the protections that were in place uh, legislatively will go away, including... And, and this is this is the horrible part, including the the need for parental consent for minors to obtain abortions. So that's just going to drag the um, sex traffickers to Arizona. Um, minors are going to be getting abortions without parental consent. Um, this is a horrible, horrible uh, amendment to our Constitution. And we as, as Catholics, Christians and and anybody who's pro-life to any degree, needs to get out in front of this and say no. Thanks a lot, Ed. <clears throat> I've been talking to Ed Steele, the brother in Christ here in the Diocese of Phoenix, a serious Catholic, lover of Christ, lover of the church. And he's an activist. This guy rolls up his sleeves and he gets busy and he, uh, and he uh, puts uh, feet to his faith. Ed, thanks a lot. I know you're going to a meeting, uh, kind of some type yes, of strategy. Yep. Yeah. So, yeah, I uh, appreciate the time here, uh, you know, um, one more time, give us, us the, your, your give us a Twitter account. Give us a Twitter account. One more time. Yep. At decline abortion 
is the Twitter account and email azdeclinetosign at gmail.com. One more time. One more time. Both of them. One more time. At decline abortion is our Twitter handle and azdeclinetosign at gmail.com. Well, it's given us a bunch of action items for us as lay Catholics, and and, uh, we don't want to... If the left enshrined this in the Ohio State Constitution, they're targeting Arizona next. We are on their radar, right, Ed? That's right, yeah. And sadly, if it gets on the ballot, there's a high probability that it will pass. So our, our first strategy, our strategy immediately right now is do everything we can to prevent that from getting on the ballot. Thank you, brother. God bless you, Ed. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you, Jesse. Keep up the good work, my friend. Yes. You're listening to Jesus 911. Up next, I want to talk about the Italian priest who was uh, basically canceled for making some negative statements, some statements about Pope Francis. Then I also want to talk about Cardinal Fernandez and the fiducia supplicants document now back to jesus 911 if this call is not an emergency dial 888-526-2151 soul patrol jesus 911 one man car my name is jess romero paul clay is uh, flying over to new jersey his father passed away he's attending the funeral and so we pray In the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Eternal rest grant unto Mr. Clay, O Lord, and let your perpetual light shine upon him. May the soul of Mr. Clay, through the mercy of God, rest in peace, amen. And uh, I pray that he joins his wife in the next life. I pray that in Jesus' name, amen. And I pray safe travels for Paul Clay in the name of the Father, Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Paul Francis has either canceled or suspended or fired or whatever you want to call it, terminated. 33 Catholic clergy, most of them bishops, most of them bishops, a few priests. Here's number 34. The 34th clergy that's been canceled by Pope Francis. Catholic priest in Tuscany. He's uh, a... He's an Italian priest. He's been struck off like lightning, canceled after calling Pope Francis, quote, during a homily, an anti-Pope usurper in his New Year's Eve homily. Father Ramon Gudetti's speech to the congregation at St. Ragnari Church in Gustasi, Italy, it's a hamlin in the Tuscan province of Livorno, was a tribute marking the first anniversary of the death of, Fran- of Pope Francis's predecessor, Benedict XVI. And so in a video of the homily, which lasted more than 20 minutes and was shared online, Father Gadetti refers to the Argentinian pontiff, whose former name is Jorge Mario Bergoglio, as simply Mr. Bergoglio, before describing him in his, in his homily as, quote, a Jesuit Freemason linked to world powers, an anti-Pope usurper, close quote. Father Gadetti went on to say that Pope Francis had a, quote, cadaverous gaze into nothingness, unlike good Benedict, close quote. So this priest was reportedly applauded by some of his flock in, at Mass, 
and his excommunication came swick, swiftly. Uh, it, it, it came, uh, Simon Giusti, the Bishop of Livorno, issued a decree saying Father Gedetti had publicly committed an act of a schismatic nature and ordered him to be removed from the office of parish priest of St. Ragnari in Guastesi. And uh, the bishop, or his bishop, warned other priests not to participate in any of his celebrations or other cult practices, as that would incur the very penalty of excommunication. Father Gudetti, who was known locally to have made previous uh, remarks uh, relative to Pope Francis, said he was proud to have been excommunicated, adding it was a mark of pride to be out of this church, which is a tyranny. Father Gadetti said, I am calm. He told a radio show, uh, a radio show hosted by uh, Alessandro Mintunelli, another priest who was excommunicated after attacking Pope Francis. Uh, and, uh, and he said, the priest that was now excommunicated, he said, I was astonished at the speed at which the, kill, at, at which the guillotine came down. I will frame the decree of my excommunication and hang it on the wall. It will be something to boast about, close quote. So uh, <clears throat> Pope Francis's papacy has been embraced by progressives, but he's endured battles with a deeply orthodox conservative faction of the church who are irked by the attention he's given to issues such as social inequality, the climate crisis and refugees. And in December, he approved a ruling allowing priests to bless unmarried and same-sex couples in a significant change of position for the Catholic Church. So, let me now talk about something that's breaking news. LifeSite's reporting that Cardinal Fernandez <clears throat> says that bishops banned from total or definitive denial of fiducia supplicans. Okay? That just came right on my radar a few minutes before the show. So I'm, I'm going to switch gears from some of the things that I was going to talk about and I'll table those things for next time and obviously change them on the calendar after the show. So, Cardinal Fernandez's response comes after numerous bishops and bishops' conferences across the globe expressed official rejection of fiducia supplicans call for same-sex blessings. I have never seen in my life such a pushback, such a hue and cry by the Catholic faithful uh, against the Pope. Never seen that in my life. This is definitely a first. This was what I would believe the sense of the faithful or the census fidelium uh, where people are realizing uh, something's wrong. Houston, something's wrong and we've got to do something about it. So LifeSite reports the following. Cardinal Victor Fernandez has released a press statement intended to clarify his fiducia supplicans text, which allowed blessings of same-sex couples in an attempt to limit the widespread opposition from bishops to such blessings. Cardinal Fernandez, by the way, he wrote a book called The Art of Kissing. Okay, that's the, that's the, that's the author of The Art of Kissing, Cardinal Fernandez, who's now the chief catechist of the Catholic Church in the world. Cardinal Fernandez also warned that there is no room for distance, there's no room to distance ourselves doctrinally from fiducia supplicans. So here we have a little bit of Pope splaining that's going to go on. Issued January 4th, Cardinal Fernandez 
press release was an attempt to clarify the reception of fiducia supplicans while recommending at the same time a full and calm reading of the declaration so as to better understand its meaning and purpose. Fiducia Supplicans was released December 18, 2023 and allowed blessings for couples in irregular situations and for couples of the same sex, while adding that the church's teaching on marriage between one man and one woman remained unchanged. In my opinion, that's a distinction without a difference what uh, this document did. And what's interesting is that the day before, on December 17th, lightning struck a statue at St. Peter in the Diocese of Buenos Aires, Argentina, where Pope Francis, uh, he had been the bishop there, the archbishop for decades. Uh, The day before the issuing (coughs) fiduci supplicans, uh, lightning struck a statue of St. Peter. Or I think it was his, that was his birthday. Excuse me. Yeah, that was his birthday. And uh, I'd have to look uh, in the internet uh, what day the lightning struck. It was either a day before. Yeah, no, it was it was a day before. Yeah. Okay. So the article says its unannounced arrival, fiducia supplicans, caused a storm in the church. I'll say, with large numbers of bishops and bishops' conferences around the world expressing outrage and opposition to the text. Such rejections of the document have been particularly strong across Africa. And I'll tell you why is it strong in Africa. I'll tell you why, because they dealt with this under the reign of wicked African kings. And you have St. Charles Lawanga and many other African martyrs that they opposed this sodomitic king. Uh, because they said their, their Catholic faith did not allow them to engage in unclean practices of unchastity. And, say, and, and so St. Charles Lawanga and many other Catholic African martyrs, they were killed by the king because they refused to submit to his homosexual advances. The blood of those martyrs is screaming from the grounds of Africa. And their prayers are providing the grace for those African bishops to have the resolve of St. Charles Lawanga and the African martyrs to oppose this demonic homosexual infiltration into the church. You also have somebody that, uh, that I believe is, is, is praying from, from the vantage point of eternity is, uh, is Archbishop Marcel Lefebvre. He was a a missionary to Africa for about 30 years. And obviously he he did a pretty good job catechizing them because it seems to be like the African bishops are the ones that are holding the line. I can just imagine from the next life, from the vantage point of eternity, is Marcel Lefebvre is praying for that God give the grace to those African bishops to stand up against this demonic LGBT infiltration into the church. Back to the article. LifeSite reports, it says, referencing these reactions, though without naming any in particular, Cardinal Fernandez wrote that, quote, 
the understandable statements of some Episcopal conferences regarding the document Fiducia Supplicans have the value of highlighting the need for a more extended period of pastoral reflection. So that's good. Cardinal Fernandez says, you know what? (laughs) Put the brakes, pump the brakes. Maybe we release this uh, too quickly without sufficient reflection, I'll say. So that's a good statement. Uh, uh, That's good to see that Cardinal Fernandez, who's the head catechist of the world right now, who, uh, by the way, it's a it's an undeserving job. He doesn't deserve it by merit. He didn't deserve it. But uh, again, that's the way it happens. As Ronald Reagan once said, personnel is policy. So people like to surround themselves with like-minded people. And Pope Francis, that's what he's doing. He's surrounding himself with like-minded theologians, like-minded modernist Jesuit theologians. So the article says, uh, Pope, um, Cardinal Fernandez says, He argued seemingly against undeniable evidence that the responses from bishops' conferences cannot be interpreted as doctrinal opposition because the document is clear and definitive about marriage and sexuality. So Cardinal Fernandez is saying, those people that are opposing fiducia supplicans, they don't oppose it on doctrine. So he's saying that. He's saying because doctrinally we're clear. We we definitely say that there is uh, the sacrament of marriage is something that's set apart we'll continue talking about this breaking news from Cardinal Fernandez regarding the pushback on fiducia supplicants we'll be right back stick around now Back to Jesus 911. If this call is not an emergency, dial 888 526 2151. Soul Patrol Jesus 911 breaking news. There's an article that just came out. Cardinal Fernandez says bishops banned from total or definitive denial of fiducia supplicans. So he's responding to the international pushback the international outrage of this document he says cardinal fernandez says the following by by the way he's the one that wrote that book the 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 art of kissing okay Uh, it goes to show you the credibility the theological credibility that he has with me cardinal fernandez writes quoting from his own introduction in to fiducia supplicans along with paragraphs 4 5 and 11 which presented church teaching on marriage Cardinal Fernandez argued that evidently there is no room to distance ourselves doctrinally from this declaration or to consider it heretical, contrary to the tradition of the church, or blasphemous. The article says, Opposition to fiducia supplicans has not been sparked by its pronouncements on the nature of marriage. However, bishops have welcomed how the text outlines the true teaching on the sacrament. Rather, the opposition is to bless the blessing being offered to same-sex couples. And see, that's where we get into the, uh, the, the difference without a distinction. If you got two, two men coming up to you, uh, holding hands and asking the priest after Mass for a blessing, how's the priest going to say, okay, see, this blessing I'm going to give you, it's not for your union, 
It's not for you guys as a couple. Uh, but this this blessing I'm going to give you is individually. Okay? Although you guys are in front of me, you know, uh, holding hands, you know, giving each other kisses in the lips. But I'm not blessing this union. I'm blessing you guys individually. It just, once again, this, this is confusing. The article says here, the new prefect of the congregation, now dicastery for the doctrine of the faith, admitted, Cardinal Fernandez admitted, that some bishops, however, expressed themselves in particular regarding a practical aspect, the possible blessings of couples in irregular situations. Fiducia Supplicant section 31 most clearly reads the following, quote, Within the horizon outlined here is the possibility of blessing couples in irregular situations and of same-sex couples, the form of which should not find any ritual fixation on the part of ecclesiastical authorities in order not to produce confusion with the blessing proper to the sacrament of marriage. So, Cardinal Fernandez argued that this, that fiducia supplicans was calling for blessings of people who are together, but not of their unions per se. So the declaration contains a proposal for short and simple pastoral blessings, neither liturgical nor ritualized, of couples in irregular situations, but not of their unions. Underline that these are blessings without a liturgical format which neither approve nor justify the situation in which these people find themselves. Writing that different dioceses will implement fiducia supplicans at different times, depending on local context and the discernment of each diocesan bishop with his diocese, and that each bishop has authority of his own diocese, Cardinal Fernandez nevertheless prohibited bishops Banning priests from acting in line with fiducia supplicants. So this is what's new. This is what's breaking news. The DDF is saying that uh, Fernandez nevertheless prohibited bishops from banning priests from acting in line with fiducia supplicants. So if a bishop has made a pronouncement in his diocese that his priests will not be implementing fiducia supplicants, A priest can go against his bishop according to the DDF. So, prudence and attention to the ecclesial context and to the local culture could allow for different methods of application, it says in fiducia supplicans, but not a total or definitive denial of this path that is proposed to priests. So here's what it's saying. If you got Father James Morton types in your pair in your diocese, but you got a good bishop, say like a, a Bishop Strickland who, who uh, has been sidelined. So you got you got a good bishop like Bishop Strickland, and you have a bunch of Father James Mortons running parishes. And Bishop Strickland says, uh, "This is a hypothetical. Uh, we're not going to implement fiducia supplicans in my diocese. Uh, we don't want to breed any confusion." You could have the pro LGBT, pro homosexual priest in the diocese say, well, I don't care what Bishop Strickland says because Cardinal Fernandez says that we can do so. We don't. We could disregard our bishop. That's what it's saying here. It's, it's taking the power away from a good Orthodox diocesan bishop to regulate and teach and govern what happens in his diocese. This is what I would call overreach. 
Fernandez over Cardinal Fernandez overreach. DDF overreach. Holy see overreach. That's what I see. The article says the response from Africa's various bishops conferences had been notably strong with numerous bishops warning priests against any blessings of same-sex couples. Cameroon's bishops issued a statement of nearly unmatched forthrightness in which the bishops declared, we formally forbid all blessings of homosexual couples in the Church of Cameroon. Contrary to many liberal societies in the West, homosexuality is not socially accepted behavior throughout much of Africa. A reality highlighted by a number of bishops on the continent in their respective responses. Cardinal Fernandez, while noting the deferring laws prohibiting homosexuality, warned against any opposition to fiducia supplicants, even in principle. <laughs> Sounds like a threat to me. He writes, Cardinal Fernandez writes, It remains vital that these Episcopal conferences do not support a doctrine different from that of the declaration signed by the Pope, given that it is a perennial doctrine, but rather that they recommend the need for study and discernment so as to act with pastoral prudence in such a context, wrote Cardinal Fernandez. In countries where homosexuality is legal, Fernandez called on local bishops not to reiterate the church's own condemnation of homosexual actions, but to focus on the great and wide-ranging pastoral responsibility that includes training, the defense of human dignity, the teachings of, the, of Catholic social doctrine and various strategies that do not admit of a rushed response. A key debate which has raised since the emergence of Fernandez' December 18th text is the question of the blessing itself. Fernandez argued at the time that blessings for same-sex couples were pastoral, while numerous bishops argued that such an attempted differentiation for a blessing of such a couple was mere equivocation. Nevertheless, Fernandez has reiterated his position in his January 4th press release. Here's what he said. The real novelty of this declaration, the one that requires a generous effort of reception and from which no one should declare themselves excluded, is not the possibility of blessing couples in irregular situations. It is the invitation to distinguish between two different forms of blessing, liturgical or ritualized and spontaneous or pastoral. The presentation clearly explains that the value of, the do of this document is that it offers a specific and innovative contribution to the pastoral meaning of blessings, permitting a broadening and enrichment of the classical understanding of blessings, which is closely linked to a liturgical perspective. Close quote. LifeSite writes, a theological reflection based on the pastoral vision of Pope Francis implies a real development from what has been said about blessings in the magisterium and the official text of the Catholic Church. Fernandez argued that the central theme of fiducia supplicans, which invites us especially to a deeper pastoral practice, which enriches our pastoral praxis, is to have a broader understanding of blessings and of the proposal that these pastoral blessings, which do not require the same conditions as blessings in a liturgical context, flourish. As such, he called the, uh, on the entire church to change its understanding of blessings. So that's, that's the, the, the long and the short of it, is that the DDF, Cardinal Fernandez, has given us a new definition of blessings. They've amplified the understanding of Catholic blessings. 
Offering The article says, offering concrete guidance on how a blessing for same-sex couples might take place, Cardinal Fernandez suggested a formula for priests to use despite his previous statement that such blessings much, much, must be spontaneous and not formalized. He stated that such blessings would be a request to God for peace, health, and other good things. How about calling them the conversion? I bless you. That, uh, that you reject the spirit of homosexuality and repent and believe in the gospel to save your soul. That would be a better blessing. I could have ru- written up a good blessing for Cardinal Fernandez for all our priests. One that would, uh, that, that would go right, right for the jugular vein and address the issue and call them to repentance. The article says, <clears throat> um, he stated, Cardinal Fernandez, that such blessings would be a request to God for peace, health, and other good things, along with the request by, by the one giving the blessing for the couple to live the gospel of Christ in full fidelity and so that the Holy Spirit can free these two people from everything that does not correspond to his divine will and from everything that requires purification. Wow, that's a good statement. I'll give him that. We are talking about something that lasts about 10 or 15 seconds, Cardinal Fernandez said. Does it make sense to deny these kinds of blessings to these two people who ask for them? Cardinal Fernandez stipulated that we will have to become accustomed to accepting the fact that if a priest gives this type of ble- simple blessing, he's not a heretic, he's not ratifying anything, nor is he denying Catholic doctrine. Today's press statement from the Vatican comes after Fiducia Supplicans stated that there would be no further responses about possible ways to regulate details or practicalities regarding the blessings of this type on the matter of same-sex blessings. So yeah, the DDF says, no further comment on the document, now they're making further comment. Interesting. <sighs> All I could say is, Lord, God, come to our assistance. Lord, make haste to help us. The declaration, in my take, it gives us a Christ without a cross. Actions speak louder than words. People watching this, the actions of a priest blessing two men holding hands speak louder than words. And the legitimate worry that some Catholics have surrounding fiducia supplicans is that these nuanced explanations will not always be evident to the common Joe. Hey, that's a wrap. Thank you for tuning in to Jesus 911. Hope you have a happy, holy 2024. God bless you. Keep the faith. Stay tuned to Virgin Most Powerful Radio, where we speak the truth in charity and speak truth to power. See you next time. Keep the faith.